This episode comes out, we'll begin set up for uh, toe tapping Tuesdays. Yeah, yep. Uh, that that's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun gig. I uh, and I love playing over there at the Wheeling Ice Rink. The, We're uh, at the Wheeling Ice Rink. All yes, 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 of course. Yes, we, we <laughs> got that confirmed today. <laughs> and then Friday, we're at Powhatan. Yeah, Riverside Powhatan. Yeah, Riverside. Oh, now they they haven't done music in a long time. Actually, I think they have a new owner. New that's owner. Really excited I, the, about music. Um, Frizzy is, is, is yeah, his name. Yeah, Derek Frizzy. And uh, so, yeah. And I have a friend that bartends there, so hopefully everybody comes along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, oh. Brandon Wills was a bartender there at one point, and I saw him on one of those water jet packs, you know, where they have the hose <laughs> oh, that really? goes down. <laughs> yeah, he was shooting up. Oh, man. He to Myrtle Beach, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. Listen, I would love to do one, but I I know I'd face plant. And... As soon as that water goes forward and you start going can you imagine playing there and you see behind us somebody coming out with a jet streak <laughs> it happened it actually happened before um a couple years ago when i was opening up for there was a band that used to play around here called township road okay yeah. doug doug, yeah. doug worked with and he was on i believe one of the last podcasts and um so we were setting up and there was some guy uh connected to a boat on with the with the water it was coming out of the bottom of his feet flying all over the place and it was i mean we we stopped and watched him for about 20 minutes it was right. it was fun yeah how long i don't know how long would it take for somebody to get proficient at that because yeah, you can see know. people that can do tricks and stuff but i guess it's like anything else like yeah it's just i'm sure you eat a lot of water yeah i um one christmas i bought my brother they were called kangaroo shoes and basically it was uh painter stilts with a bunch of springs inside <laughs> and he had wanted nothing to do with it and i tried it and i i fell hard a lot of times mm. i'm like the amount of the amount of falls and the amount of time i would need to get proficient to do backflips i gave up on it yeah. i have a video where i was going like almost 20 mile an hour running just bouncing <laughs> and sprinting <laughs> so we have a. Uh, Singer-songwriter Gage Joseph in the studio with us. Howdy, howdy. He's been uh, taking over the Valley, taking over Valley music scene for, when did you start? <clears throat> uh, well, I had my first gig in a bar when I was, when I was 14. Yeah, what, I started, what bar was that? I, you know, <laughs> I cannot remember. <laughs> I've been, I, I've played every single, pretty much every single bar in the Valley 10 times over at this point. Mm, so. Yeah. So uh, you said your first gig was fourteen. When did uh, when did you pick up the guitar? When did you get the bug? When did you start really practicing, taking lessons, or yeah. are you self taught? Give, give us a little background on yeah how you got to where you're at. Yeah, so uh, I started actually doing um, the Pike Idol karaoke competition up at uh, up in uh, the Highlands, Tridelphia, and. Um, and I, I did that for two years and one of the and he's one of my one of my great friends and he taught me my first couple lessons on guitar shannon canterbury okay. who also plays around here yeah he he said well well um you should try picking up the guitar because you can start playing gigs you can start you know yeah. backing yourself and you don't have to do karaoke anymore and i said yeah yeah so he came over to my house and i had i think i had two lessons with him um and he taught me my first song I ever learned was Broken Halos by the, uh, Chris Stapleton. Okay. And then he said... You usually warm up with that song. That is my yeah. sound check song. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's always my sound check song. And then he's like, let's let's get something a little bit more difficult. 
Um, but uh, and now it's one of my favorite songs as well. It was "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd. Nice. And um, so uh, I learned those two songs, and after that, uh, from that point on, it was really self-taught. Um, of course, I used some of the online, you know, help. Of course, you know, right. YouTube yeah. and uh, certain apps that help you learn. And um, and then I just started playing out um, fourteen up to present present day. So. Was there any nerves at first, like your first show? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my um, actually, I tell you what, I think I remember when my first show was. I, it wasn't necessarily a show as much as I was sitting in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got up on it was at the Central Grill in Shady Side. Okay, I got up and I played "Ring of Fire" by Johnny Cash, and I was <laughs> shaking, shaking in my boots <laughs> when yeah, I was yeah. when I was singing that. So. That was like my first time. It was with old buddy Jack at the Barton Trap. And it was like, once I got done, I understood what it felt like. And then after that, like, that was the only show I really had, like, butterflies in my stomach. And I, I same. Like, I had, I had, I'd played in, I, I didn't play. I sang in a couple of bands. And, you know, I, I kind of got the jitters. The first time where I really got just stomach and knots, just nervous. And it's funny when I think about it now was... Uh, my dad's a musician. I, we've had music in our house the entire time. And, uh, he and one of his good friends in the sixties had like a folk music band, which was, you know, big in the Mm sixties, but they were trying to just do like a folk band. And they they asked me to play bass and we're playing some, you know, actually we were playing a Legion. I couldn't eat. I like for (laughs) folk music. And, um, but like you said, once like you got that, like that was the first time me playing an instrument like in front of people. And we did, it was a max crowd of like uh, three. And that was my mom, her best friend and her best friend's mom. So um, <laughs> yeah, I could see why I was nervous. But Those starting gigs are rough. Yeah. Yeah. In the first year, maybe two years that you're playing out when you're trying to build something up, it gets rough sometimes. And then the other thing is too, is like, you know, I, we, we played um, first time I played with uh, Matt was, Blame my roots. So when you're playing with somebody else, you're nervous. And, you know, if I, if I play with anybody else. And, and in all honesty, to to be truthful, I was really, really nervous to play in front of him. It's just, like I said, he's just, he's fantastic on there. And I was just like, you can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. And I went <laughs> from just grooving, because I knew the songs, to like, I was locked in on the iPad. Like, I didn't want to miss and I was so robotic, but yeah, now it's now it's fun. It's just a blast. We jam, and yeah. I remember you sent me pictures from the hospital. You had that little uh, practice. that little U bass. <laughs> yeah, he was practicing the songs <laughs> on his downtime. Yeah, a friend of ours, uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Dennis. He's in the Valley. He's been in music for years. He's got he's all tied up with the Fort and uh, yeah Tuesday or first Fridays in Steubenville. He's in. A, he had it. He brought it out. He let me borrow it. It was great to practice because that thing has, I don't know if you've ever seen those little U bases like a ukulele, but it's just. Yeah, well, you know what? I've heard of them and I think I've seen a couple. couple they've got a great sound. They're ridiculously expensive. Yeah. They're like 400 bucks, but it was great to like take to the, like I'd have time and I'd, I'd practice and it was just, but yeah, like I, I get it that there's first couple times and like I said, if, if I play with somebody or I fill in, I'm nervous just because, you know, you got that. Like, yeah. I definitely don't want to make somebody else look bad because I'm screwing up. But, um, yeah, I've been able to hold my own. So, I'm, yeah. 
So um, how long did you play solo gigs until you went with, until you got hooked up with a full band? Because like once you get that down, like just your solo act playing with other musicians, that's just like just a whole bunch of nerves in itself. Yeah, you know, with other professionals, one hundred percent. Um, so I, uh, I seventeen, I think, was okay, my first so like two or three years in. Yeah. Um, and 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 I was very fortunate that a uh, a friend of mine, Tim Tim Ullum, which okay, we, yeah. ha- I mean, it's basically his band. When he when he stepped down and decided to spend more time with his family, mm-hmm. um, John Banco uh, got a hold of me and said, "Hey, we have a band here. They don't have a singer." So right. he's like, "Can you you want to step in?" And I said, "Of course." I said, "You know, they already do most of the songs. You do. They were a country band, yeah. so they know most of the stuff." And um, so it was a perfect fit. And all the guys we got right now, I mean, and according, of course, you Razor <laughs> over there on Les Paul. And uh, but no, yeah, um, it's a whole different atmosphere though, and um, it it requires a lot of different types of preparation than if you were just playing acoustic, yeah, right? Like learning that pocket. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the first time you like you hear those terms like pocket. Just like I can't play, like if you're used to playing like low open chords, if you have a bass player's playing low chords, that that doesn't mesh well. So you have to figure out where am I, like where on the frequency can I stay to fill out that sound to get yeah. the whole band sound. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's a it's a different animal. Just you know, because if you you got to mesh, and like I said, you have one person. In that in that group that just doesn't it 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 throws everything off. So that's yeah. and that, that that makes sense with the whole um, me and you right now we were both playing Les Pauls. Right, I yeah. think they were clashing when, they, when we were yeah. playing. Now now I'm trying mm-hmm. to switch over to a telly. So hopefully that yeah. mm-hmm. that nice. might brighten stuff up. It wasn't so much of just like we were playing our own like different pockets, mm-hmm. but just like that that sound that crunchy Les Paul sound. Yep, wasn't bad, but you could what we were talking about, like one, if we do the Les Paul Telecaster combo, I think that really, we'll be able to cover a lot more. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, especially on like the Brad Paisley, like the G bender style solos, just to have that twangy, mm-hmm. but a little bit clean, a little bit, a uh, little bit distorted. Sound. I, I plugged the telly into the, uh, into my stuff the other day and I ran through that solo and I was comparing it between the Les Paul and I was like, Oh, it just sounds, it just sounds right for it. Yeah. Um, you can't mimic what telecasters can do. Mm-hmm. So that actually bleeds into one yeah, of we, our Assia High Valley we questions. We High. got um, Eric from Wintersville asked uh, if you had to choose between, his question was between a Les Paul and a Strat, or you can say a Tele, which one would you choose and why? Mm-hmm. So you guys are, you guys are the, the six stringer, so <laughs> discuss. <laughs> I think... Uh... Well, like with the question between like Telecaster or Strat, it really depends on what kind of music you're playing. Like, mm-hmm. or um, the Les Paul and the uh, Strat, that'd be more for like rock. But the difference between like Les Paul and Telecaster, I think, was like country. It's great to have both. Oh yes, of course. But if you would, if you would have to have one style guitar in the band, if there was only one guitar player, where would you go with Telly? Tally. I yeah. I think that the Telecaster is the Swiss Army knife of guitars. Yeah, uh, it can cover a lot of different sounds. Um, you can get rock sounds, you can get country sounds, you can get bluesy sounds. You can yeah, get, you know, um, all of the above. And that's why that's why I think they're great guitars. And yeah. but if I did have to pick between a Strat and a Les Paul, I would go with the Les Paul. Right. So it, it's just all situational, I guess. So, 
there's been a lot of shows lately after the three hours. I'm thinking, man, this Les Paul would be a lot nicer if it was a lighter SG <laughs> on my back. <laughs> that's good. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Eric, for wondering yeah, for, for that, that question. question. That's that's good. And like always, uh, any of our listeners, send us messages on questions you want us to ask. And um, also had some questions here from some viewers. Okay. If you want to tackle one or two, here's a good one. Because I always ask this to people. Not so much to deal with music, but to deal with the Ohio Valley. So you just got done with a show. Mm -hmm. It might be midnight, 1 a.m. Where is your go-to late night spot that you're going to get food after a show? doesn't matter where you get done playing, but if you had to choose, like if you could get there right after a show, where would you go? So so the the people that run around with me, um, my family and Doug and everybody, they know that if I'm going anywhere, it's got to be Sheets. Sheets. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is about their MTO food. Yeah. Um, but their cheese curds are just a 15 out of 10. And their hot chicken bites are just a 25 out of 10. And I can't get enough of them. And, um, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll die on that mountain. <laughs> but if it's going to be an Ohio Valley place, um, I love pickles. Down there, um, Pickles. On, it's on National Road, right? I do believe it's right off. It's off a of National Road. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. Oh, man. amazing wings! Amazing wings down there. All their, I we've gone there a number of times, and, and I, we're big fans of pickles. There's, I've never had anything where I was like, yeah, I might not have that again. But yeah, pickles is fantastic. What about you? If um if I'm going with food, um I would definitely say sheets if we're doing corporate because. Yeah, the MTO food. If you yeah. get um, cheeseburger with light Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce, mm. you cannot beat it. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, Dr. Okay. Pepper barbecue sauce. I've, 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 tell, I've seen it, but I'm just like... Mm, Go, yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> um, uh, late. Somebody that's open late night... If I want to see some scenes as well, I'll go to the Huddle House late at night in Moundsville. <laughs> you can you can see some uh, some interesting characters, interesting scenes if you go there late night. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, listen. Like you said, you can't you can't go wrong with sheets. Like I said, I don't, it's I don't know what it is, man. They, they do they nail it for for stuff like that. But a, a high valley, uh, I don't know. Um, and the, the bad thing is, is ever since COVID, a lot of twenty-four hour places right, are, yeah. are gone. But I, if I, I'd have to be someplace that I could get breakfast. I don't know what it is with. So I'd either say uh, like a Denny's or an Eaton Park or yeah, yeah. It's always breakfast after mm. after a certain late show. But then we go to Denny's after one we played somewhere on route 40 we went to denny's afterwards and they just didn't have anything on the oh yeah <laughs> it was we were like hey we want to oh no we don't have that well yeah. what about this oh we're out of that uh, what about the okay let's narrow this down what do you have <laughs> yeah. we got eggs toast and like six strips of bacon <laughs> so yeah all but, right but the thing was is we had a blast oh yeah oh my god i don't think i laughed that hard in a long time i was, it was I think that was after a lumberjack show. I think it was. And you recently played at Lumberjacks. Yes. They um they got a new stage, new bar. They rearranged the entire place. Uh so the bar is like directly in front of you walk in the door, the bar's right in front of your face, and you look to the right, the stage is there, and the stage shoots down the um down the hallway where all the axe throwing tunnels all I guess, are. So it starts where they had that mm. camper. Yeah. And then it goes down pretty much okay, down the side. Pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
and it, it's nice. And you know what? I think it sets it up better um, to get sound to the entire venue. Uh, how yeah. they had it before, it was you got blocked by the wall, the by yeah. the corner. Yeah. So yeah, um, there was definitely a spot when you go down like the axe lane. There was a spot you could tell everything died. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because we we've had people come out to see us, and they go down and do the axe throwing, and then they come back and they're like. Oh, you guys started. We we're like, we're on our first break. <laughs> yeah, like, they were like, we didn't hear anything. So, um, it goes back to that when we were talking to Tim and Doug. Like, you, louder is not better, especially in that venue because it would have just it would right. Sounded, yeah, it would have sounded terrible. I mean, too, it's, it really depends on like the type of material in the building or in the stage too. Because if oh, you yeah. go too loud on it, like an aluminum stage, oh, it rattles all it right. It's like you're playing a lot, like, a, like your mids are real high. It rattles so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had, well, I, I tend to, my parents might be upset with me about this, but you know, I tend to turn up the amp a little too loud, when I'm practicing at home <laughs> and we have old hardwood floors. Um, and the, the creaking and, and all the above when, when the amp is shaking the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like, you got to turn that thing down. So I ended up buying a, um, a modeler, which is what I use basically now full time. Uh-huh. Um, I just use the amp kind of as a, you know, a clean PA almost. Right. But, um, I can plug straight into it with a headphone mm-hmm. and I can practice right in my own ears. And it's, it's good for actually um, helping to play with in-ears when you're playing mm. with the band. I usually play with in-ears um, when I have the band out. So yeah, good practice for that because it's a, it's different than hearing a floor wedge. Oh yeah. It's well, so different. Yeah. When I was, when I was playing drums, I, when I finally got in-ears, what a difference for a drummer. Mm-hmm. I just, wow. It was Okay, because you know it was there was a lot of times, like you, like especially as a drummer and a singer, mm-hmm. if you put a monitor, it had to be just the stars had to align just because if not, oh, it never failed. You get feedback. As yeah. soon as I got those in ears, oh man, I, I love them. Absolutely love them. Big fan. The only thing about in ears that you can't do that cool step on the monitor like a lot of rock shows like the singers will go up and put their foot up on the monitor and like <laughs> down. That's, that's a classic move you gotta have yourself a fake monitor that's it <laughs> just, fake monitor. just a wooden box and paint it all up but. but then too with like floor monitors i've had one or two times where i've had a monitor engineer mess up and and it snap on me and it's i could tell it's on permanent damage to my eardrums like oh, yeah i get li- like there was one specific time I remember, I'm not going to say where we played or who it was, but those monitors snapped on me and I can tell I started to get a little tinnitus mm-hmm. after that night. Like I'm, when I'm going, when I'm trying to go to sleep at night, I hear a little dog whistle mm-hmm. yeah. in my right ear. I'm like, yeah, that was, you son of a bitch. I remember you. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not, that tinnitus sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's just mine. Unfortunately, wasn't cause of loud music or, you know, monitor snapping, but yeah, that just that constant, tinnitus is just it it messes you up i i don't think i have tinnitus as bad as for some reason when we start playing my and it's only my right ear it throbs really when i play Mm -hmm. and it's like it almost feels like it's shaking inside my head i don't i don't know what exactly that is that's actually half the reason i switched in ears because you know i figured you know i might want to try to save Mm -hmm. my hearing while i have it right yeah (laughs) yes absolutely So. so um so where, uh, off the top of your head, and not to call anybody out, and you don't even have to answer it, uh, where, <clears throat> as my voice cracks, um, where was the one place that you played that you just, you had a 
blast. I mean, it just, it, stars lined up, everything went perfect, and it was just fun. Ogilvy Fest every single year. Really? Ogilvy every Fest. single year. Yeah. Ogilvy Fest. We, I've been very fortunate. And were you with us the second year, I think? Was, was well, that, or were you, were you with us both years? Would that be Oktoberfest? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was the, this past one. Yeah. yeah. So the first year and the second year, the first year, um, I always say that's my biggest gig every year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I'm, and I've been very fortunate to be able to play it and, 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 um, and end the show on Saturday night for the mm-hmm. past two years. I've been very fortunate. And as a band, we've been very fortunate. Um, and, and, and thanks to John Banker for that, of course. But, uh, first year guesstimation, 15 to 1700 people. I mean, that's yeah. for around here. That is a massive show. Yeah. That is a massive show. Is. And it it feels like you're playing to a full stadium. When you yeah, when it's when there's a shows where it's like when you like classify as a sea of people. When yeah. you get a sea, and that that is a sea of people. You can't yeah. see the end, and you're yeah, yeah that's and fun. It's one of those shows that really is like well, this not necessarily you know you do it for the love of music, but when you see this, you're like man, this is really what like this yeah. is this is everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying. And then the second year rolled around, and we we got more. We got better numbers. I think they estimated in and out twenty five hundred people. Yeah. Um. And you couldn't. You mean you couldn't see the end to how many people were standing down there. And I was like, wow, this is this is great. And it's not like one of those shows where like the start of the crowd is maybe like twenty feet back. They just kept coming closer and closer. Oh, yeah. They were coming closer and sound check a little bit too close. I remember I suggested to Michael, I'm like, you need like a uh, a buffet guard because the amount of like beer like getting thrown around. Is, you there know. was this uh, there was this one girl that kept like saying, "Give me your phone, give me your phone." She put a number in my phone. I was on stage. <laughs> nice. I was like, "All right then, you know what? That ain't half bad." So I don't know. We might have to keep the guardrail away for a little while. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to have to jump to get in my phone. <laughs> yeah, it was. <clears throat> talking about people handing or throwing stuff on stage uh again playing with my dad's band they all decided to get together like my dad's band was everybody was you know 68 69 or older i was the youngest one so they decided to have somebody throw a pair of underwear up at me but they went out and got these underwear that they were like this wide. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it was just it's it's great to play the jokes, but a great thing about that Oktoberfest too is like after you're on stage for that first set, you're underneath all the light. It gets so hot. It's that time of year where you go, you know, outside that building. You, you just immediately get cooled off. It's so nice, real nice and cool. But you know what? It's a lot. Well, it's an average set. Three hours is about normal. Yeah. But I tend to. Um, I didn't do it last year. Uh, I didn't take a break. I, I usually let you know the guys. Can, yeah, but yeah. Wyatt and I, we do a lot of a white kid. Plays yeah, the shout fiddle. out to Wyatt. Shout out to Wyatt. Um, might have to get him on one time. But, oh yeah. Uh, he plays an amazing fiddle. Plays an amazing guitar, and he plays an amazing banjo. And I don't know what he doesn't play, but I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, we do acoustic sets. That's kind of the main thing yeah. right now. Um. And uh, so we play acoustic sets, I mean, maybe some songs that we haven't learned with the band right. that I know people like. And um, it's always fun. But, but you know, maybe I should have took a break because towards the end, I lost my voice. Yeah. If you don't remember that, I started <laughs> yeah. singing, and, <clears throat> what's going on here? Yeah. So I, I ate a couple of potato chips and the salt. Okay. It helps you out. It helps you out. Yeah. You, you got to, especially like that, even if it's 10 minutes, just get off. Get something to drink and you know reset for a second or 
what I was worried about was losing the energy, losing the crowd and all that. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was worried about. That's that's the biggest fear when you're at any show, I guess. So Today's podcast is brought to you by our local sponsor at Vargo's Cargo Moving Services. If you're going to be moving into a new home soon, if you're going to be moving to the big city, or if you're tired of the big city, you're coming home, give Vargo a shout out. Vargo has been helping countless Ohio Valians with their moving jobs and while saving them thousands in costs. It also doesn't hurt that he's a former NCAA football lineman. So if you're planning a move and need some extra help, give Vargo a shout out. Again, that is Vargo's Cargo Moving Services. And now back to the podcast. Do you want to do another Ask the High Valley question? Yeah, absolutely. All let's right. let's see what let's see what uh, let's pick Gage's brain a little bit. Yeah, let's see what Mister uh, Joseph has to say on some things. Mm-hmm. So, Gage, if you had to pick one country artist in any point in history to record a duet with, who would it be? Who? That's almost an impossible question. <laughs> this is a question sent in by Kyle from Shady Side. Kyle from Shady Side. Thank you for the question. Well, Kyle, you're really diving into the brain tonight, I guess. I, wait, well, I, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Um, I So my grandfather um, looks a lot like Kenny Rogers. When, it, when he grows <laughs> his beard out, he looks a lot like Kenny Rogers. So there was a thing going around on TikTok where you would age somebody artificially or whatever mm-hmm. um, and see what they look like. So when I aged myself, I looked like Kenny Rogers almost. Nice. I was like, oh, yeah, no way. So... So I would I would do that. I would do Dolly Parton, I'd do Islands in the Stream. Do that. Oh, you got artist and song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Well, I couldn't do with like I've never really sang ever. My voice doesn't really change pitch. So I would have to go with Brian Johnson, A C D C. That that way I wouldn't have to matter what any any kind of key I'm in, I'll just just get that uh rattly. But wasn't the question for was for country artist? Oh, that is right, a country artist. I mean, you, you and Brian Johnson could do Ring of Fire or something. I mean, you probably could tweak it to make it a country song, <laughs> but I would do it with Jelly Roll. Yeah. I'm becoming a good I'm becoming a big Jelly Roll fan lately. Good call. Good call. Um who would I do a duet with? Uh, well, is this uh, before I was married or now that I'm married? No, I'm just kidding. Let's play it safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Um, I um, There's part of me, and I, I, oh, God, I know I'm going to regret saying this. There's part of me that wants to say, like, Taylor Swift. Just cause- Is she country, though? Well, what do, what do they want to call it? Pop country, just because she's huge. And uh, but then again, like um, I, I've been a Kelly Clarkson fan. I think she's got a fantastic voice. But I probably, if I had to pick, only because I, I like a lot of their stuff was I uh, Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I said, she did that. You know, who says you can't go home with Bon Jovi? And oh yeah, she did. Yeah. And then. It, <laughs> God bless. And then, like, when they had the crossovers, like you saw Sarah Evans with Three Doors Down. Mm-hmm. That was great. So um, I'd probably say Jennifer Nettles. I think that would be. You could kind of do country, but still something a little bit more. Jennifer rock. Nettles before you were married. 
Oh no, no, we're not. <laughs> no, no, that's we're just gonna let that before I, I, I got married. That's would you pick what, what Lainey Wilson? It would, be, it would be irrelevant, and it doesn't matter because I'm happily married, and I'm not gonna discuss that. So thanks for trying to corner me. All right, let's do another one. How about if you could pick one current band from a genre other than country? To sing for, to be a frontman for, who would it be? It's got to be current, which is a tricky thing. Yeah, because well, because when if if I'm thinking of all time, I know a band. Who would that be? All time Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Okay, yeah. I love Pearl Jam. Really, but you, the problem you, is, is you go full Eddie Vedder. But on I it. love Pearl Jam because of Eddie Vedder. Yeah, yeah. So if Eddie Vedder wasn't in the conversation, then I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So maybe if we could, I mean, sing together, you know? Yeah. But um, but but current. Current, current band, um, outside of country, it would be it would be John Mayer. John Mayer, I, I love John Mayer. I love his music, um, and I do believe now I, I might be wrong, but Tommy Emmanuel played with him on the live version of "Slow Dancing in the Burning Room." Mm-hmm. If I could sit in with them during that song, mm. yeah. <laughs> so right now you would be leading the Dead and Company since he's touring with the Dead. Is he still yeah. doing that? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So. No, that's um wow. Who would I who would I want to be a front man for? Oh, there's so many great options. Um I don't have the chops to do it, but I I'd love to be standing in front of, you know, Queen. You oh know, yeah. Brian Roger, John but um no, uh I'd probably have to say um I I, th- I think I'd say like Matchbox 20. Only because I know, well, I say I used to be able to sing a lot of Rob Thomas songs, but um, and they just they're a high energy band. It would be fun. That's I. That's who I'd I'd say right now, just off yeah. the top of my head. I know when this podcast is over, I'm gonna be like, oh damn it, I should have said, but no, <laughs> no, I'll say Matchbox Twenty. Going back to what he said about Queen, I was recently watching videos of the Brian May band, and man, he can sing. The his guitar yeah. player. Uh, he, I watched him do a cover live of "Since You've Been Gone" by Rainbow on YouTube, and it was it was amazing. I really? did, I didn't be- know he had the pipes like he did. Well, you know, like they, you know, they did all their harmonies on everything, yeah. they, and they, their harmonies are fantastic. And I mean, like I said, and it goes back to when we were talking to Tim and Doug. You know, at that time, the s- sound engineers that they had were just pioneering stuff. Oh, that yeah. was just. Mm-hmm. And you get that kind of harmony and that sound out of that. It's just, yeah. No, I'm not. I, I, I'm, I, I probably would say I wouldn't be surprised that he he could belt it out. But I want to definitely know. I want to see it. So, and going back to the the sound engineer like being pioneers, I've watched a. Um, it was Steven Tyler on uh, Howard Stern radio, and he was talking about how they recorded "Sweet Emotion." And Steven was saying, like, the, right at the beginning, there's a shh, 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 shh. He said, all that was was me holding a sugar packet in front of the mic and just shaking it like a maraca. No kidding. And, like, you know, nowadays you would be like, all right, what plugin is that? Like, how can, you know what I mean? Like, right. what program can I find that on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. But, um, yeah, I, that's just, it's, it's crazy to think how far we've come. So, speaking of, uh, recording music, how was your time in Nashville? Because you have two singles, right, that you um, wrote and recorded in Nashville? Yeah, so I, I wrote them with a buddy of mine down there. His name is Brett Taylor. And um, 
and Hammer Down and Girls Are were both written in Nashville and recorded here locally. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I I, uh, I had a lot of fun. Nashville is a great it's a great scene. Uh, it's a great atmosphere. Um, and then the knowledge you can learn down there is just I mean it's yeah. endless. Um, from little things to to massive you know fundamental parts of music, it's it's all down there. And especially like with a place like Belmont College. Where people go down there to learn how to be musicians. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, great example from this area, Brad Paisley. Yeah, um, he went to Belmont College, and, and and look at him now. I mean, I'd argue to say he's one of the best guitar players of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's fantastic, and he's a pioneer of a country of, of some country music guitar. There's no yeah. doubt. But uh, but you know yeah. Um, so those songs, um, you know, I, I love all those songs in in, in their own ways. Um, of course, Girls Are recorded in Oddvark Studio in Steubenville. Okay. And Hammer Down, which I recorded when I was 15, uh, Jamie Peck did that. Okay. Um, I don't know where he's working now, but I but he did that. He has a great home studio, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of fun. But I'm currently working on um, a few more songs. Uh, we got some, some stuff stashed away. Don't know really what we want to do with it yet. Um, I am... Talking with some guys in Morgantown, uh, try to get some gigs in Morgantown, and then there's a studio down there that I'm gonna try to uh, release some songs that I've written myself at home and across various places in the valley. So that's a good idea to have songs on the back burner, decide what you want to do with them instead of being like, all right, here's a song, let's jump on recording it, push it out, right. and then like later down the road, you think like maybe this isn't the best reflection of me as a singer. Yeah, you know that it's always nice to have you know multiple multiple things. I, I have maybe two or three. Two or three that are like sitting there, like ah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know yet. Yeah. So now, when you started, because you were started out younger, did you run into any any difficulties on like trying to play places because you were younger? Or... Um. So there, there's this bar, um, which I, I, I won't, I won't say the name, but they have a, uh, they have a open mic. A lot of places have open mic nights, mm-hmm. and that's how I got my foot in the door when I was first starting and it's how a lot of people do it. Yeah. Just go to open mic night, try to get booked. But, um, I went in and as far as I knew that it was perfectly fine for me to be in there. Now I was, I was 15. So I was trying to get up there and, um, the, 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 uh, the waitress took a look at me and said, you're not 21. Are you? And I was like, no, I'm just here to sing. <laughs> and she's like, you can't be here. I'm sorry. You got to be at least 18 to be in here tonight. What state was that in? Pennsylvania. Pens- that's I was about to say. We did a show in Pennsylvania with uh, Matt's first uh, version of the band. And uh, Allie Markowitz, shout out to Allie. Mm. She might have been 15 at the time. And we were loading all our equipment. And they were like, she can't even walk in here because we don't really have a restaurant. It's mainly just bar. So you yeah. can't really get away yeah. with that. That little, um, oh man. I had to sneak into the back door of Tequila Cowboy Pittsburgh when I was opening <laughs> up for a band because they didn't want to let me in the front door. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how that happens, yeah. but, um, but no, yeah, there's, there's been some troubles trying to get into places. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I just, I mean, good on you for just not, you know, letting it deter you. You know what? It's fun. Yeah. In my, in my mind, it's fun. It's kind of like a little bit of extra. Extra, extra stuff thrown onto the top. yeah. Because now when they call you and say, "Hey, we want you to play here," you're like, mm. "I don't know, man. I mean, I was up there the other I night. I was up there, and you, you kicked me out." So, I just, well, be, well be now, like businesses, when they see your name, they'll be like, "Well, he's been playing in this area for how many years? He has to be 21." Right? Now. Yeah. 
Yep. And the good thing is, is like I said, you you have a, a really big following. Like I have, <clears throat> I grew up up in Wintersville, and I know, um, I know uh, 10, 12 people. Rough, I could rattle off off the top of my head that follow you around, and um, you know, a couple of them was at Doug's party that yeah. night, and uh, yeah. it's just, yeah, that's that's awesome. So yeah, it's it's cool when like you you hear Ohio Valley veterans like, did you check out Gage's song and stuff? You know, they're yeah. recognizing, you know, up and coming musicians. It's, it's a lot of fun. And I really appreciate, you know, every, every, everybody saying everything and going out to see, I, I've tried to build a good relationship with the guys out at CA house, uh, right, yeah. Roger, all the guys mm-hmm. out there. Um, because I, I realize, you know, it's very important to have a good backing, not only just from general people, but the musicians period. Yeah. Um, the hubby out, the, the hubby, uh, Oh, um, here, here's my brain hitting me. <laughs> it would be, uh, Greg, you know, Greg, Greg yeah. um, when it comes to me trying to transition into playing some lead guitar, Greg has been pivotal in yeah. that he's, he's taught me a couple things. Um, he, he's, he's told me, you know, like maybe you want this guitar, maybe you want this guitar or, or just try this, try that. You know, he's, he's been great at that mm-hmm. and I'm very fortunate for that. When it comes to Roger, I mean, just helping with with anything guitar i mean he's just yeah. phenomenal I, i've seen him with um who's the guy he plays with dan jones yes yeah, yeah. horton jones there yeah, we go horton jones, yes they're phenomenal i've seen that uh, them at the st Clairsville amphitheater mm-hmm. um and then t-bone i mean he, he fixes my guitar for me when i when i accidentally break it oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you smash it at the end of the set I mean, yeah oh, yeah no. you know it is cool because like even when I just need one pack of strings, I love driving up there. Just think like, who's working today? Yeah, you know, yeah. You like y'all see like T Bone or like shout out like Kevin Brosh. They'll oh, yeah, come up yeah, and yeah. like, where are you guys gigging? You know, coming up. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the thing that we we've discussed that that this valley is really strong with helping each other out. Yes. Nobody's trying to you know you you you're gonna have a you're gonna have one or two that you know if you're not supporting them a hundred percent, then they're not going to give you anything back. And it's just, you want to see everybody thrive. Like I said, you know, if we, we had something, we had a gig and we're playing and playing. And then, you know, say, boom, he, you took off to Nashville. Hot damn. Good for him. Congratulations, man. We got to take a trip, go down and see him. (laughs) You know, that's, that's what you do. And that's, Mm. I found out, uh, down in this Valley that, that, that's huge. And I think, you know, Tim said it best. He said, you can either be cool or yeah, not be cool. Not and be and cool. when you're not, when you're not cool, nobody's got your sick. So mm-hmm. it's, it's good to see the support here for, you know, you know, and it's good to see like the new generation of musicians that are like, like Josh, Sokolowski, oh, say, yeah. uh, Nick Ebert, like just mm-hmm. people yeah. that are involved in music, just starting out, just like, let's do this as a community. Now I, I, so Another way that I kind of got my foot in the door was people letting me on stage with them. Right. So anytime I find Nick or Josh out just around doing stuff, mm-hmm. I try to, I mean, sometimes they don't want to, but I'm like, man, you got to, you got to get up here and sing. You yeah. got to, yeah. because it helps you get booked. Yeah. Um, get up, sing, have a good time. And I want to start with the band. I, I would like to start bringing um, an opener. I'd like to have Josh yeah. come with us mm-hmm. and play yeah. uh, a 30 to an hour acoustic set before we play because that just helps him out. And he might right. find a group of people that are like-minded. He can have his own band. Mm-hmm. So right. it, it just it just cascades into more stuff. Yeah, we um he we opened for him with a two-by-fours. It was at Martin's Ferry Fall Fest. Yeah. 
it was funny because Nick even came up on stage yeah. with his like 10 gallon cowboy hat was singing <laughs> Alabama with us. There you go. But, uh, we were running, we had our system and we, uh, told Josh, you know, we'll just hang out, run it and then you can plug in. But we found out he lives like two houses down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and that's, that's the thing. Like they were like, uh, Hey, do you, do you mind if he just, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Stay there for you know a little bit longer and you know support him, help him out. The only thing though, we left our equipment. Josh is up there; he's playing oh great. Oh my! And then there was these two little—I don't want to say little—they were old enough to know better, and I don't know where their parents were to definitely know better. He's up there playing; they're running around like. I looked at Razor. I'm like, one of these little kids knocks over something of mine. I'm going to catch a charge. <laughs> God bless Josh. I mean, he was, he, he wasn't young. He was just trying to do his set. As yeah. They were like a foot away from him, just waving their hands in front of his face. He, yeah. he handled it. He did, yeah. Cause yeah. he was like, okay, what song do you guys want to sing? And yeah. Yeah. I think the one gave a Dr. Dre song or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, no, that's, that's it. And so help everybody out. And I, that, it's, it's, Big and it's a high valley, and it's it's good to see. So, mm-hmm. you guys want to do another question? Yeah, why not? You had one from but, Tim in Wintersville. Yeah. Tim P What's in Wintersville asked. Um, let me pull it up here. Um, sorry about this. Dead time. Talk amongst yourselves. Mag- magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, if you had the chance to go back in time, name your top five bands that you would want to see. Could be for any reason. You may never have seen them, or you may not have seen the original lineup, or they, they're, they're gone. So, off the top of your head, five bands, time travel isn't an issue. Who would you want to see? Mm. Number five, Chet Atkins for me. Chet Atkins, I want. I want to go see him. I um. I mean, when you're talking about um, cornerstones for country music, he's one. Yeah. Of them. So being able to see him back in his heyday would be amazing. Um, Chet, then then Hank Senior. Um, I love Hank Senior songs. I sing Hank Senior songs out out live all yeah. the time. Yeah, they're great. And um, but then like I'm a huge. Uh, not a lot of people know that I'm a huge rock fan too. Mm-hmm. Like we, when we play rock and blues, of course, when we play, we play Stevie Ray Vaughan, we play ACDC, yeah. we play all these things. Yeah. I love that music. So I'd love to see Stevie Ray Vaughan and then Pearl Jam. And, and then the, my number one of all time would have to be, um, it's, it's really teeter totter between, uh, between Merle Haggard and George Strait. Okay. I don't know. I don't know which one. If I could see them both, I would. But it's just, it's just, it's like mm, they're both great. You know what I'm saying? And I know a couple of people that saw George at a high stadium just recently, and they said it was. It, he's what? Yeah, six, yeah. Matt told me he's like he didn't miss a beat. Yeah, just out there for two and a half hours, just rocking it. Like God bless him, man. That's just fantastic. What about you? I know one of them is going to be ACDC. Always and forever. <laughs> I, I never got to see him because the la- right before um, Axel um, took over singing mm-hmm. for a little bit, there was uh, 
tickets to one of their shows, it would have been with uh, not the original line because Bon Scott's not there, but with Brian Johnson and Malcolm was still there. It was in Columbus, and I think Brian Johnson started having hearing issues, and that was my one chance that I could see him, and then they had to cancel the tour, so I never really got to see that. I'd go ACDC, Waylon Jennings, yeah. just I think to be in the crowd like when he's going like, ain't living long like this, I yeah, think that'd yeah. be wild. I would go Doors, Zeppelin, and it'd be a toss-up between maybe Hendrix or um, like Jeff Beck, somebody to yeah. just just to like I could listen to their solos, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like with Jimi Hendrix. I never really list like try to learn a Jimi Hendrix song because I want it to be like a mystery to me still. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of times, like you hear a song like oh, I'm going to learn that, then you get all the basics down. It's like oh, that wasn't as like uh, like as like complicated as I thought and stuff. Yeah, you know, but it kind of loses the special. Yeah, so effect, I I, yeah. I try to stay away from Jimi Hendrix song just mm-hmm. so it can always be like a mystery to me. And what's funny is you you said Jeff Beck, and I think I think um, John Bon Jovi was on Howard Stern, and he said real quick, "Who's the best guitar player you have ever seen?" And without missing a beat, he said Jeff Beck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> wow, and he said just the the sounds that he made out of that guitar was just. And the other good thing about this question is like, there's we got three different generations. You're yeah. in your thirties, mm-hmm. twenty, I'm fifty. And you know it's just across the board. My first one uh, would be would be Queen. I just want to see. Yeah. I mean, I thought Freddie Mercury's chops were just you know it, that's just um too too much. Um, then I'd probably have to. See, and I was fortunate enough, like I said, where my age, I saw the original lineup of Kiss. I've seen the original lineup of uh, Pink Floyd. I've seen the original lineup of Aerosmith. Um, saw the original lineup of Guns N' Roses. I've seen Metallica because when I was growing up, that's you could see all those mm-hmm. big bands that like now would be like I saw Motley Crue when Vince Neil knew the words. So um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh I I would like to see um I'd like to see the original Boston. I think they just had a great sound. Um absolutely Stevie Ray Vaughan, he's just uh, I would just Love to see that. And then, um, but that gives me three, right? Yeah. Four. Four, yeah. Um, then I probably would have to, I, I probably would say the original Chicago lineup. Okay. That horn section yeah. and just, you know, it was just, they they really, I like, I have some of their uh, original stuff on vinyl and it's just, it's great to listen to, but. Yeah, there you could go ten ten artists deep on this, right? Yeah, and you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll get people text. Why did you say this? Why did you say that? Well, that would be your choice, not. But, and that's what we want. We want to encourage people to comment and say, "Hey, man, I what about this?" Or, and like you said, the same thing. I'd love to see. Yeah, like you said, Whale and Janet. Actually, the Highwaymen. Oh yeah, fantastic yeah. to go. see those yeah. guys. So, um, yeah, but. Going back to you liking to play rock, we have a rock song that we recently added to the set. I won't say the name of it, but I am super excited to play it. I'm sure you know which one it is. Oh, oh yes. I cannot wait to bust uh, that out tomorrow. I think I, I didn't I didn't make the set list with it as the as the lead off song, but uh-huh. for um once again, 
I guess, shameless plug. We're at Ogilvy Fest this year, so I'm definitely thinking about that being the lead song for Ogilvy Fest. Yeah. It nice. just it, a lot of energy to that. A lot of energy to that song. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, and then uh, we play uh, two by fours here at the Barton Trap this Saturday from eight to eleven. Yeah, come be a rock star. Shameless plug, plug that. Um, so, um, what else you got coming up? Yeah, so yeah, like we said, tomorrow is Toe Tapping Tuesday at Wheeling Park. I think we're a seven p.m. start, right? Yeah, seven p.m. Yep, yeah, seven p.m. start. It's a two-hour show, mm-hmm. so uh, no breaks. We'll just play right through. Um, of course, we'll take any requests. Friday is Riverside, Powhatan. Um, that is going to be, I think, another 7 o'clock start. Let me go here. I got it all up on my Google charts or whatever you call it. Uh, the 28th is the Alpha Tavern. 29th is 19th Hole. The 30th is the Wheeling Park again, actually. We're, we're at the band there again. Is that the amphitheater? It, it might be the amphitheater. I'm not very sure. But but that's my gigs through the rest of rest yeah. of the month. Nice. So, yeah. We'll figure out where it is. We figured out where we're playing tomorrow today. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, I, it's it's good to see that you're out there and um, you're just hitting it every every chance you get. And it's if I could play if I could play five five a week, I'd play five. If I play seven a week, I'd play seven. Yeah. Um, there's just not too many people that want music on Mondays. <laughs> has Has so. there been a point where you played so many days in a row where you thought like this is like my voice is starting to get affected by it? I see it. <clears throat> Almost as like a form of um, practice or a way to get better. Almost, I, yeah. I guess. Um, my my heaviest gig week of this summer so far was a was a six was six days, I think. Okay. It was, Jeez. but it wasn't like a. It was it was like a weird. It was like a started on Thursday and then went to like well it would be Wednesday and uh, there was a lot of private parties in there of course, but um, it it it's good conditioning for your vocal cords. Yeah. And, and then I get that one day off, and I'm just like, finally. I, but then I'm like, when's my next gig? I always, yeah. in the Monday after playing the weekend, I'm always like, oh, where am I at next weekend? I want to go yeah. play. I, I want to go play right now. Right. So. And I know we did that um, We did that benefit last year, and uh, you and Wyatt were playing, and uh, Razor well, and I jumped up and did uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia. That was yeah. a fun gig, yeah. yeah. That was so much fun. I did just had one song, but it was just, it was just, and on a whim too, you were like, yeah. hey, what do you want to do? And uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's do it. So it was, yeah, it turned out great. It was fun, man. I, was, I had a blast with that, so. That's probably my favorite point in our set right now is when I think we get we get done with some song in D minor, and then all of us are just kind of scraping our picks against the string. Wise just scraping his uh, mm-hmm. his bow across the violin. You know it's coming. You just wait for dun 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 dun, and then it goes right into it. I love it. Yeah. The, the last three songs. I mean, I guess it's not even it's not even a secret anymore. The last three songs, they just flow into each other, and I like yeah. having it like that. And I, yeah. and I'm starting to build. I'm starting to see like you build a set, put five songs the same key back back back. You don't really got to take time. If somebody right. somebody plays the hook and you know where you're at, just start mm-hmm. playing. Right. You know, and um it, it, it goes better for uh having fluidity through the show. A yeah. lot of a lot of downtime is not not great for shows. Yeah. No, that like I said, that's where like uh especially for for our two by four thing, because you know, we'll play a song, people are having fun, then the next person okay, they're coming up and then, you know, Amy will tell us it's this song, and then we're you know quickly pulling it up on the iPad. Okay, we got sheet music. All right, are you ready? And then go. And I mean, I think we keep it moving fairly quickly. But I know like playing for other bands where like they'll do a song 
and then you wait and yeah. you know you're just kind of talking to get some filler i you i love that just one right now just keep it going just yeah. keep it like you said keep the fluid moving so and plus if like say you're at steak fry where like the sound is not really surround if you have a lot of downtime where people are telling stories a lot of times they might like towards the back they might not hear anything but mumbling yeah. you know what i mean they mm -hmm. can't even hear what you're trying to get out it, it, it keeps it interesting, and, and I know that for the first couple uh, years, I had a lot of a lot of downtime. Yeah, you know, I was new to it, but um, when it, when it's when everything starts moving in a fluid motion, it's great. I actually I'm putting down. I think I'm for the most part putting down the acoustic guitar during band shows now. Um, yeah. Because I mean, you can make a Telecaster sound like an acoustic. Yeah, yeah, that's easy to do. So anytime we're just. I'm very, very excited to see you with the Telecaster. Just because, like, the new set list, we have some Paisley songs in there. Yeah. And, like, well, Paisley will play with that G-Bender. It seems like he's just flying down the strings. But, yeah, the, the type of solos, to to imagine, like, it's going to have an actual Telecaster behind us, it's going to be good. The, uh, the one song that we added, that, I mean, just button my head against a brick wall for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. I was like, how does he play this? Yeah. Of course, he played it with a G-Bender, but I was like, I can get something close to it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I have something pretty close to it right now, but I don't think my fingers move that fast. Yeah. So. Um, no. Um, congrats. Thanks for coming on, man. Well, thanks for having it's, me. Um, fun. It's, it's fun to see you out there playing, and I know uh, – We'll be out there tomorrow night to, to watch you. I, I, well, I know he'll be there. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come down and, and check you out. And I, like I said, I, I enjoy watching you play. And uh, um, it's it's nice to see you getting this following and taking off, man. It's it's fun to watch you. It really is. So it's a lot of fun. I really appreciate all all the people around the valley just coming out and supporting. And I'm more than happy to play. You know, requests for anybody that asks requests. If you want to hear original music, I got too much original music, I guess. <laughs> um, I'll play...